Hello and welcome to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski and thank you for joining me. On this episode, we have the one and only Arturo from San Diego Dynasty, fresh off of their win of the 2023 World Cup. Man, was it a doozy. Not uh, not only were the finals awesome, but so many games leading up to the finals were uh, were so good. I mean, I think the the layout played uh, very unique. the The stands were packed. The vendors area was packed. We saw some cool products out there. Um, it was awesome. Uh, Art and I in this episode we talk about. Uh, how he got on Dynasty, the teams that he played for, the uh, paintball in Mexico. We talked about all kinds of stuff and much more. It's it's a great, great episode, man. I've been wanting to know Art's story for a long time and uh, was finally able to sit down and chat with him. So I'm excited about this one. But first, this episode is brought to you by H2KPaintball.com. We have a special going on right now until the end of the month. It's 23% off for uh, 2023, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, that whole thing. Zing, 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 zing. 23% off the entire site besides the markers, but the markers are still available. If you want to snag some gear up, we have uh, more than enough out there. The only thing we're kind of running a little low on are tank tools because we are getting rid of our stock because v2 is coming out at the beginning of the year next year so we're pretty excited about that and uh yeah so make sure you go check out all the stuff we have available h2kpaintball.com give it a go we are also brought to you by endlesspaintclub.com so i had the chance to sit down with uh with tyler from Lumi, a company called Lumi Gummies, and they have this thing, Endless Paint Club. And what it is essentially is you try their products out, which are a uh, a hemp-derived Delta 9 THC uh, gummy company that you go over to the EndlessPaintClub.com, you sign up, you apply, uh, you have the chance of if... All your information is good. You can get $200 a month worth of gummies and product for the next six months. You'll get $200 of product every single month for six months. It's it's awesome. And there's all kinds of um, incentive programs and tiers that they're going to do with this. Uh, essentially to put money back in your pocket to be able to buy more paint. <coughs> And play more paintball. Um, if you have any questions about what the products are, what they're trying to do, just check it out, endlesspaintclub.com, and you can really get a good idea of what they're going for um, with this whole idea. The product is amazing. The concept of giving back to the paintball community, I mean, they're, they're doing this for only 300 players, but that's still a lot of players. So if you want to get in on it, you got to go sign up. You have to go put in your information and uh, and get the ball rolling because I'm sure spots are not going to last. And uh, and yeah, you just share your experience with uh, with the company, with the world, um, with your friends, with your family, 
and and let them know what you think and go from there so endlesspaintclub.com go check out the products sign up get your free goodies and uh live your life man (laughs) awesome thank you to all of our sponsors much appreciated enough of my yapping here is the podcast with art from dynasty yeah how about you good good back to back to real life and kind of going through a bunch of stuff and trying to figure out plans for next year going through a bunch of pictures that i took and nice came, it's like came and went it's crazy yeah how fast it goes the, the whole year dude i'm like when can we start competing again <laughs> like it just it's just are you are you playing next year uh depends on who you ask if you ask if you ask my wife maybe he said <laughs> but it's all it, there's a lot of things that are happening um yeah i'm i'm hoping to i would like to yep. I, I would like to but it's it all depends i mean it's it's depending on what real life does and what the plans we have kind of going on and and also yeah. with h2k um it's really just kind of seeing what fits where and my, i mean my biggest thing is you know i have two kids so it's trying to find time for them but then if i want to compete on top of that it's finding practice time it's finding tournament time it's finding and dedicating time to that too because if if i don't then it's just i mean what am i i mean i might as well just play the 10 man stuff because it's just like you show up and Mm -hmm. it's one of those things are you playing 10 man at least yeah i'm definitely gonna play some 10 man next year for sure well Yeah. yeah No, but I agree. I agree with what you're saying. It's either you are all in or it's kind of tough not to be, you know, it's, it doesn't respect your teammates if you're not hundred percent. And, you know, you have your kids, you have your family, you have your life. So paintball, you know, gets in the way sometimes. So I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I hate to put it that way to where it gets in the way, but it's like, because it's been a part of my life for so long. So it's not, it's like everything gets in the way of something right whether it be family or whether it be hobbies or whether it be jobs or whether it be weather or something you're always compensating for something else um but it's just being able to um you know allocate time and be able to manage time and things in a way to where it all works which has been a crazy balance ever since i started playing paintball and having kids and all this other stuff so it's uh (laughs) yeah but yeah i mean what are you going to do besides keep moving? And you know, as long as I want, if, if I want to do it, I will figure out a way to do it. Sure. For yeah. sure. You can always find a way. Yeah. How old are your kids? Seven and four. Okay. Wow. Yeah. The, those are great ages for being a dad. I would, yep. I'm not a dad, so I, I can't say, but, um, but I can't wait if I ever, if I'm ever a dad, I just them running around teaching them so many stuff yeah. and, them grow it's probably one of the one of the great things about you know being a dad for sure oh yeah it's it's great honestly and <clears throat> excuse me the only reason where i lately it's been more of an issue with me leaving is that they they're noticing that i'm not there right sure. so it, <clears throat> before when they were younger it's kind of like i can kind of get away for a little bit and yeah. and they're not worrying too much about where i am and now it's like where's daddy 
where's dad is he at work no he's not at work where is he where you know it's this whole thing and but i mean it's so tough because time with them is you can't get back and then also your the time and your abilities to be able to play at the highest level or at least the way that you know the way that i do and the way that you do can only last so long so you kind of want to try and play within that window and you know ride it out as long as you can so it's pick and choose your battles i guess totally i i completely agree that's probably the one of the reasons that i'm not at that yet you know because hmm. i know when that time comes it's gonna be tough to decide you know and yeah it, this this is the time like you said you know yeah time going and you're on. killing it though dude congratulations by the way thanks super excited to be a part of of this win of the team and um yeah a dream come true i still can't like put it into words you know like it, it just feels regular in in a sense because we've been winning world cup you know like like the four years in a row but mm-hmm. at the same time this was different you know i was happy to be able to get that the trust you know get the call and um and yeah you know happy yeah i mean i was gonna say because it it seemed to me watching is you were coming on and off the field a lot more than um than you have in the past with the team so i can understand you know you saying it kind of means a little bit more now because i mean there is this whole thing there is a difference there is a solid difference between being a team player i mean everybody's always a team player if you're there you know everybody is always helping out and everything but there's a difference of having a medal or raising a trophy when you know that you for sure were contributing in a a realistic way of making sure you you solidify that win that game that tournament and that you know but yeah. then that a difference between that and a difference between you get in a point or two and it's kind of like you know during the whole tournament or whatever or a, a point a match and it's like yeah you feel great you feel good but there's not this like sense of accomplishment like like camaraderie not camaraderie but maybe like a a collective accomplishment you know what i mean yeah i mean it's it's tough i don't want to say that the other ones were different in that sense because i've always thought that we always play for the team right i'm 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 that mentality of it doesn't matter who's in as long as we can get that goal right so and, and that felt completely the opposite because i saw the full you know support from all my teammates they were like go get it you know like they they knew that this time was me inside the nets and i could feel the support without them playing it feels honestly it feels like shit when you see them not being able to get playing time because everybody gets so much sacrifice to be there you know like everybody wants to play and they're all killers Yes, and, and they're the best players in the world, you know, and mm-hmm. and Blake, Harry, Mikey, not being able to get playing time because the, the other five guys were, were you know, they, they consolidated their playing time during the practices and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It just kills me because you want them to be with you, you know, you want them to get, you want them to kill, to, to be there to shoot the other team and not just be helping and supporting. But at the end of the day, you know, sometimes I'm that guy, you know, and you have yeah. to support, you have to ride that boat. You have to be, you know, supporting with the team and, and go with the plan. And, you know, this time it was, it was my time, which was cool. 
and I learned a lot. It was a great experience. I really needed to be, you know, on a Sunday finals or semifinals or whatever it was where it, where it mattered, right? Because mm-hmm. that's when you have to prove yourself. And it was tough. I, I can't say I got punked a couple times and I was like, fuck, man. Like, that's paintball. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Motherfucker, I knew that could happen. It just happened before the games. I, I was watching the other team talking about like, yeah, let's shoot this guy like this and that. I'm like, nah, that's not going to happen to me. Yeah, first point or third point or whatever it was, and just whack. I'm like, oh, <laughs> dude, what, what a dumb, you know? Yeah. And you know, it's, it's cool that even though you made mistakes, at the end of the day, they gave me the trust of, you know, kept rolling with me because, because you know, there, there was something this tournament that I probably wasn't having any other. Was it confidence? Was it, you know, I don't exactly know. Skinny is a genius when, when he does this because that's why we're being winning. Because mm-hmm. he, know, you know, he has like this way of putting players where they need to be, and um, I'm just excited that it was it was my time to be able to prove myself and with the team. Really, it, it like I said, it's more about the the full. It's not only the, the the eleven players that were there; it was everybody. You know, like yeah, everybody that supports the team, the fans, um, whoever's in the pit. You know, I think. Even our families in in back home, you sometimes feel that energy and gives you that like impulse to thrive in that moment, which yeah. is, I think, really cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy to think about, <clears throat> you know. Even um, you know, you, you're talking about it was kind of your time there, and you know, whenever it's somebody's time and somebody else's, it's it's not their time. You know, you can only have five guys on the field at at a time, so it's like somebody has to be on. You know, and you have to be on at any given time. So it's like, um, and thinking about it, it's crazy to think that not only do you have to be on and you have to be playing right, the vibe has to be good. The the layout has to be a certain way. Other players have to be not playing their spot as good. It's like there's so many things that have to kind of happen at the same time in order for one thing to happen a certain way, if that makes any sense. And it's like, just so happens that you're playing a certain way and things happen a certain time. Excuse me. And it's like, and, but it's like, but everything you have to be able to recognize that, uh, as a player yourself. And, you know, maybe you exuded some, uh, a little bit more confidence in your play, uh, than some of the other players. And, and, and it, it's like an ebb and flow, right? It's like, it, depending on the layouts, depending on um, the tournaments, depending on the day, it could be, it could be anybody. And um, sure. I, think, I think it was really cool to see you out there and um, going at it and, and teaching some paintball clinics, as, uh, as some would say, on the snake side. And it's, uh, I mean, one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to have you on here is not only because you're... Uh, you're nasty. You're a killer out there, but I, I don't know your story. And for somebody like somebody like you to where I don't really know you that much. I mean, I've, I've, I've known you from the tournaments, you know what I mean? But I don't know your backstory. And my biggest thing is I love backstories. I love how, how somebody got to somewhere. And I had no idea who you were, how you got to where you are. And you were this guy that got on dynasty. That was, um, from Me- are you from Mexico? I am. I am. Yeah. From from out of the United States, coming onto a team that is already full of killers and everything, and and getting your 
getting your reps in and, and just, just going at it and just putting in time and putting in work. And, uh, I was like, man, I, I need to know how this came about and what the trajectory was and what the, what your thoughts and, and did it almost not work? Did it, did it work better than you thought it would? I was just, I was so curious at everything and I'm Thanks. glad I finally have you on to kind of set the record yeah, straight. Yeah, we, yeah. We've talked about uh, coming on the show and just for some reason didn't happen. And I'm glad, I'm glad that, that I'm able to, to talk about, you know, all the, all the backstory of how I ended up in Dynasty, which it's, it's crazy, honestly. It, it, when you say it that way and when you think about it, just not even being in California, because, you know, like when you're around a team, that's how I think that normally teams will acquire players unless they're like scouting or, or, or bringing Actively, talent. Yeah. But normally you're playing against the team. You ended up being a friend. You, they like you, you probably play good, whatever it is. And then they, you, you come on the team, right? Mm. That's kind of how it works, but you have to be around in my story. I'm really far away. It's really hard for me to actually be seen by any pro teams. So, um, the, the, the reason that I'm on Dynasty, it really blows my mind if, if I think about it, you know, because especially with a team that's, like you said, so close and normally would never pick a guy that's not, you know, been in the pro league for, for long because they're usually just studs, you know? Yeah. And that's why I never thought of it that way. And the way it happened, well, it, it just, uh, I'm just, I'm just happy and blessed to be able to do it, you know, to be able to play with, for them. And it was just a dream. Um, I don't know. Do you want me to start all the way back in, in, in when I was a kid or how do you Absolutely. want me Absolutely. To... Let's go to back when yeah. you were born. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> um, well, well, I'm, I'm going to talk about, you know, I've, I've always loved sports. Uh, funny enough, my dad never loved, uh, weapons. I've always been one of those kids that are like playing with toy guns and all this, you know, I, I love shooting now that I've, I've actually started to go shoot in like competition competition shooting with like ars and, and guns is pretty cool this oh, this really? kind of uh, yeah it's uh different i never even uh like paintball i didn't even realize you know what it was that it was able to do it here so when i saw it i was like oh cool i want to i want to know how to do that so i'm i'm doing that and it was pretty cool but you know coming back my dad never never actually uh loved guns i did uh martial arts when i was little a little bit of soccer and always into sports. My dad really supported me in sports when I was young. But when I told him about paintball, he was like, oh, hell no. Like, I, you're not doing that. Like, that's a sport that I'm not going to support you with. So if you want to do it, you find your own means. Which, you know, being stubborn and which I am, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do it somehow. So I worked at whatever you can imagine. My, my family was never about like really with a lot of money. So I just worked at whatever, like selling hamburgers in the local, you know, shop, um, washing cars, whatever I could get my hands on some money to be able to buy. So I bought my first gun, bought my first uh, uh, paintballs. And then when I went to the field here, that's when I realized with, I actually wanted to go with one of my friends. Right. And he was with me the first couple of times. But then like like usual, he's like, no, nah, I don't think I want to go this this weekend. I was like, uh all right, well, I'm going to go by myself. So I went by myself, mm. figured that there was tournament paintball. And I was like, oh, really? Like, it was just on Woods. It was just hyperball back in the day. And they were like, yeah, you have to go on a knee like this. And I was like, oh, there's just, like there's technique on this? I was like, oh, great. So that's how I started. I went, like, every Saturday, 
had to fight my mom and my dad because we went to this ranch every weekend. And I was like, nope, I'm not going. I'm going playing paintball. And they didn't want me to stay home by myself at being like probably 16, 17, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, it, and this, was when, want... this was where in Mexico? Uh, Guadalajara, Mexico. It's one big city, <clears throat> Excuse me. three biggest cities in Mexico. And um, hmm. yeah. Now, what, what, I mean, what? I'm sorry to interrupt, but because I'm oh. just kind of curious at how paintball was in different countries, how it was accepted, because there's some that like paintball markers, you got to have some kind of stamp on it. It's treated like a firearm. So kind of how is, how was at least paintball back then kind of treated by the country? The first time I went playing paintball here in in that field specifically, it was really cool. It was like this, like woodsy kind of uh, vibe on on the field. They had like four big scenario uh, fields, different ones. There was no, no, no air ball. So it was just a hyper ball. And um, they were, you know, you saw the guys that were practicing there with, you know, idle caulkers and like you could see that they had like equipment. It was like it wasn't like they were playing scenario, but they they started to play, you know, a tournament paintball, which was like, oh, OK. And then I found some some kids that were my age that also were starting, but they were like already had like their angels. They had like uh the videos like Sunday drivers and they showed me this and I was like, holy shit, we can do that. <laughs> like this exists. Why? Yeah. I was like, my mind was blown that I was introduced to punk rock and all this like music and all, all that. And I was like, Oh, I want to do that. You know, I remember one of my friends was like, Oh, that team is the best in the world that they're called dynasty. And I was like, really? And they like this music, the ones that we're listening to right now. It's like, wow, really? So I started to listen to same music and, and, and everything, you know, but I didn't really picture the whole thing, how big it was. Mm -hmm. But then at the time, I remember my dad has his job and he got fired by, by, uh, on his job, he got let go. And, um, he was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I remember back then the field was going to close. And my friends and I were like, well, why don't we, you know, do something so we can have somewhere to play? Because there was only one field back then. Hmm. And um, I told my dad, what about, you know, uh, setting up a paintball field? And he was like, kind of, uh, you know, didn't want it, the idea very much just because he didn't like, you know, the sport and yeah. thought it was you know, all this guns and all that. In the end, somehow I convinced him. We started a paintball field back in 2003. Uh, at the end of 2003, I remember there was this clinic where where other pros came to Mexico City. We went there. I took my dad over there, and we took this clinic, which was cool because there were like exhibition matches. There was like uh, Pete, Mister U was here, Max Lundquist, uh, David Williamson, and um, oh yeah, so all all those dudes were here. It was you know, amazing to see. And then we bought all the equipment, we opened the field and, you know, the rest is history. My dad never worked in his life again at what he was doing. Uh, the paintball field was, you know, we did so good that I was able to pay for, for my university out of my field. I was oh, able wow. to buy a car. Never thought in my mind that I was going to be able to buy a car from, you know, from the agency, you know, like mm-hmm. it was just like that. So I was like, Oh, this is great. You know, like my dad was after two years, my dad was like, you need to get a job. Uh, you need to go study. And I was like, but but why? I'm already like making money out of the paintball field because I, I only left high school. So I didn't I, I wasn't going to the university at, at mm-hmm. that time. So he was like, no, no, no. You need to go study and whatever. But you can keep the field. Well, so I went to study in in I'm a computer systems engineer. I don't know how to translate that, but that, that's what I, I, I did. <laughs> that's about right. For, 
yeah um never actually worked in anything uh close to that whatsoever but you know <laughs> it was it was just for fun being at at uh school having friends and all that um yeah and so after that we just started doing tournaments uh paintball tournaments i remember that guy that did that um clinic over in mexico city had a lot of money so he he brought pros every time and his kids were like you know those kids that are super rich for some reason the guys on their team didn't want to play with them so the owner kind of liked us and invited us to play for their kids by this time i already played a couple of tournaments with you know local guys and Mm-hmm. The guys that played here were like the the, the big dogs in the kind of like if in the paintball scene, or at least one of them. And um, yeah, so after playing a couple tournaments, uh, meeting, you know, there was this big tournament in Acapulco where this guy that was rich brought all those pros, like 30 pros, dynasty guys. I remember meeting Brad Mon in, in, in one of those tournaments. This was in 2004 at the end. So that's the first time I met Brad. Uh, Oliver, all these dudes, and mm. you know, it was a party really. And uh, I was just young, and it was just a dream to see all this, all these guys. You know, Chris Lasoy was there having fun. And um, now, after how old that, were you at the time, nineteen. So I'm just a kid, yeah. basically. If if I think about <laughs> it, we're on the same age. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was nice. in 2004. I was uh, I was 18. Okay. Okay. There you go. That's why we look so good. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So that's where I met them. And funny enough, Brad, that day, being in a club drinking after we played the first couple of days, it was more like an exhibition tournament. He -hmm. was like, "Uh, you should play for Dynasty. And I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. And he said, probably he manifested it in my mind because he said, you could play for Dynasty. You're this good that you could play for Dynasty. And you know, I was just a kid, and in my mind was like he planted that seed that I could be that good, right? And um, you know, I remember he went away. You know, he he went to to the U.S. and I stayed and just kept playing. But that gave me this little, you know, like something to think about. You know, like if he's saying that I could play for this same, and you know, it just I I kept playing, kept kept going to tournaments, and then every time we could come to the or go to the U.S. and play whatever division I could, I I went. I remember playing Huntington Beach somehow, and then a guy saw me and another friend and invited me to play for his Texas team where Marcus Nielsen was playing. So that's how I met Marcus, yeah, back in the day. And um, who else was playing from Arsenal? I I can't remember his name right now. JC Whittington. There you go. Uh, so me jc some other mexican dudes and uh marcus were on a team playing in texas somehow um we stayed with them a couple of days and then i played then i met um gio giovanni uh the gdo and he had a team so we started playing for him with some some mexicans and me with marcus as well and we played with naughty by nature for like an mppl days like one semi-pro um for them for a couple of years uh I was still, you know, and then that stopped because, you know, my other friends from Mexico stopped going. So we were like this package where, you know, they, they, we stopped playing for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I remember AJ, do you, do you remember Adam Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did he play for Infamous at one point? Yeah. yeah. Juice Box. Uh, uh, a lot of yeah. people call him. <laughs> yep. So he loved Mexico. He came to Mexico a lot. And one tournament, he came to my field. This was back in 
2006 somehow he 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 and chris told me and another friend that we could go and play for infamous but you know back then he just asked for my number and my email so i gave it and you know they probably went back and he's like oh yeah forgot about it and we were just waiting for an email or a call which never never mm -hmm. actually came through so we continued our search into you know continue playing he came back in 2008 and by playing three men with him and another buddy just just like street ball they said, hey, let's come come to play with us with Bad Company because that's where he was playing at the time. Mm -hmm. So I, I go there, uh, 2008, Huntington Beach. And um, funny enough, we played two events and the team disbanded. Like, for some reason, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> really? I'm like, all right, cool. Continue. So, yeah. I mean, and then I started to think about having my own, my own team, being able to be good here in Mexico, winning everything we could here in Mexico, and then getting some good sponsorships because, you know, being a team from outside of the States, uh, a good company like Planet or Die would sponsor a team as, as its flagship team and give you a lot of stuff that we would probably not give to another D3 team in the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. So that was a good, you know, like uh, way to get, you know, good sponsorships to go and play in the U.S. whenever we could. And um, yeah, so we started playing as a team over there at the U.S., uh, D3, D2. Uh, we won World Cup D2, like uh, race, to, race to two or something like that in 2012 and 13, which was for us, you know, back then was great, you know, winning World Cup. Race it's to like, two is so crazy. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> Just it, when I was walking with one of my friends, going for paint, I remember walking to the field and we were talking, we're in the finals now. And, and me and him like, we could be World Cup champions. Are you kidding me? We were like, it was this feeling of, you know, excitement. And when we did win, it was for us back then, it was like just now, like I just won World Cup. But it, in that level, you know, I couldn't mm -hmm. even picture myself playing in a, in a higher level in, in that moment. So anyway, we continued that search until semi-pro, but then my friends and the team stopped, um, stopped playing. Sorry, I was getting a call. No, you're good. You're good? Oh, okay, perfect. Um, so me and my buddies were playing semi-pro and here in Mexico, a lot of teams came to play by then I started a league with some other people here in Mexico. And then in 2016, I started the league by my own, which was, um, a big step also, which had opened a lot of doors. You know, I, I was doing it by myself back then. So I just thought I'm just gonna do it, you know, as, as the complete owner of the league, which I did. And it's been great since uh, a lot of work yeah. um so yeah i remember uh i got this invite by uh bobby bobby abilis and mike paxton to go and try out for ironman in 2016 something like that um and then i went but for some reason i wasn't able to go into base you remember when we practiced at camp, uh, pendleton? camp pendleton yep yeah that was a that was a no-no uh i i got there and then i wasn't able to practice it was january and then Bobby wasn't there and Mike wasn't there. I did the trip basically by myself, just showed up there. And yeah, we're like, no, you can't come in. I was like, <laughs> no, wh why? I was just like, all right. So that dream just fell apart. And then next year, Bobby was like, hey, let's let's do this again. Like, come over. Let's do this tryout. Um, there are some there's a lot of players coming, but um, I think you can you can make it. So, you know, we'll come come to my house. He was he was one of the of, of the, you know, real dudes for me you know he was really he invited me to his house so i was there in fullerton california for like a week and then went to the tryout and then did the team but um 
after two weeks of staying there, um, you know, some politics about my old team not being able to continue their sponsorship with Die and change to Planet or something like that. Mm-hmm. One of the big dogs in and Die said like, no, that guy can't play for Ironman. So I was like heartbroken, like completely really? heartbroken. I swear to God, I still have the emails. <laughs> yeah, that man. Imagine making a pro team, being all the way from Mexico, doing tryouts. After 30 dudes were there, it was crazy. Like Harry Harrison Fry was there, yeah. um, Corey Hall, a lot of great players were there. Mm-hmm. And making the team, Todd Todd Martinez was like, "Yeah, you're 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 here for the next practice, February 13th. I still remember the date." And I'm like, "Fuck yeah! Wow! Can I can I you know tell tell everybody that I'm made teams? Like, just give me this week or for some reason." When I was coming back home with with Bobby. And Bobby was like, um, what's your problem with this dude and, and die? I don't want to, you know, send him on. Oh, you don't have him. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. So I was like, I, I don't know, like nothing really. So he's like, he says that you were harmed for die back in the day when you changed sponsorships with your team, whatever it is. This was five years before that, like five years after that happened. He was saying, no, you can't. And I'm like, dude, you please don't do this to me, blah, 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 whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then he said, yeah, well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. In the end, nothing, nothing changed their mind. I tried to talk to everybody I could, but it didn't work. So I was like, okay, sure. back to square one. Yeah. Um, so I went to play. And then for the next event, this was for Vegas 2017. Uh, for next event, my teammates from my Mexican team didn't want to play or, or couldn't play. And by then, I wasn't playing anything but the U.S. because I already owned my league, so I couldn't play my own league. That's sure. not you know, how it goes. So I wasn't playing anything. So I was like, fuck, what am I going to do if this guy, guys don't, don't want to play over here? And um, I remember a team from Chicago invited me to play D2. They never played X-Ball before. We made it all the way to the finals with me and another buddy that I remember winning the first match, and we were in the huddle. They were like, yeah, we did it. We finally won our first match. And I looked at my buddy. I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, we just, they never won before? Wow. Okay. So we made it all the way to the finals, which was great. And then just after that tournament, uh, Bobby hit me up again and said, hey. Did so you guys after- win? We got second. No. Uh. We, yeah, we got second. It was a comeback. We were like 0-3. And then, you know, uh, I tried at the end, but we couldn't win it. Yeah. But it, we were on the webcast, you know, and it was cool. Todd Martinez was in the webcast back then. So yep. he knew me and he was just talking good about me. You know, Todd's always been, you know, a real. He's real always gangster. good for that. Yeah. So, well, after that, Bobby was like, hey, dude, you know, Aftermath is, um, is rebuilding. And Mikey, Mike Hinman is uh, making moves and he wants you on the team. He saw you. Um, oh, I, I played one WCPPL, I remember, back in Vegas or somewhere where Mikey saw me and they wanted me to play. So I was like, you know, fuck yeah, I'll, I'll play. Yeah. Um, it was a kind of a tough decision because my Mexican team was like, no, no, we're going to go back. We're going to play again. I was like, uh, I don't know this, you know, the ship might, you know, might sail for me if I don't take this opportunity. So in the end, I took it. I went to play for Aftermath for a couple of uh, tournaments that year. And, you know, by playing against that was a great thing that we were able to pray, uh, practice against Heat and, and Dynasty back then. So that's where, you know, the rest of Dynasty started to uh, practice against me a little bit and 
they, in the end of that year, they invited me to join for the 2018 season, which, you know, ended up being like the full, the full circle of the dream, you know, like mm -hmm. telling me no. And, um, you know, me going like, okay, let's bet well, on a this. guy on a guy on die telling, you no. yes, correct. Not necessarily. Iron Man. <laughs> yes, 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 completely. That's exactly how it went. So, but in the end, it all happens for a reason, right? Because mm -hmm. who knows what, what would have happened if I would have actually played for Ironman, maybe one tournament, two. It was like a reality show back then. You know, yeah. they cut every event. So I don't know. So in the end, you know, I got the opportunity. I was, you know, able to play that year. And since I've been on the team and, you know, that, that year when they actually asked me, I was like, couldn't believe it. You know, like I actually... Talk, told my girlfriend like they're actually asking me if i want to play for dynasty are you like it was it was just unbelievable it was like all that that what happened back then kind of paid off in the end you know and i just mm -hmm. you know it the rest is history but just just remembering that moment where i was like you know summoned to to play for them was couldn't believe it like for what you said like who is this dude like who is this dude from another country where did the, these guys found him? What is special about him? Like nobody actually knew who, who I was before. And thanks to them, I've learned so much and I'm kind of who I am also after, you know, after being on the team. So I'm so yeah. grateful now I'm, you know, I consider them like my family now. Cause you know, it's been, it's been a run, you know, it's been a couple of years. <laughs> it's such, dude, that's such an incredible story. Um, I, yeah, and, and it's not like I, I wasn't saying it in a way of like, who is this guy coming in here doing oh, this? And, but it, but it it's is kind of the truth. But but yeah, I mean, looking at it, it's like because it's not like we're talking about some random D two team. You know, we're talking about dynasty. Yes, and you're having a guy come in and just. I mean, did they did they ask you to play for them, or did they ask you to come try out, or did they pretty much see you just playing? with aftermath and practicing against them and they're like we already kind of know you know who this guy is and his skill set so let's let's bring him on in yeah i mean it wasn't a tryout it was more of a do you want to come to play for us next year and yeah it was just like that obviously you know before all that happened i was uh you know friends with blake blake came that year or the year before to mexico to play uh events yosh and I kind of, you know, knew them and, and they were cool to me. And after we practiced with Aftermath, I, sometimes I wanted to stay and keep on practicing with, with Dynasty, you know, make play one-on-one, -on -one, stuff like that. And um, goes a long I'm way. Yeah, exactly. Completely. If you want to, if there, if you want to show up to a team like that and you're playing against them, the best way to get noticed is to beat them. There's yep. no other way. Milk you know? the yeah. shit out of it. Correct. If you shoot them a couple times and, you know, you, you, you are in their head, they're like, okay. And that's the same for us or for me, you know, if I, if I'm playing against a, a team or a player that is, you know, putting on me, I'm like, oh, this dude can ball. Right. Oh yeah. But if you're always, you know, punking people, then you're, you, you will never, you know, get respect out of uh, anybody really. Mm -hmm. So that, that kind of probably went my way. And, you know, um, I remember Rusty. Rusty was a coach back then. I remember he went to our pit and gave me a couple of, of pointers in World Cup when I played for Aftermath and Semi-Pro. And um, I figured, well, I'm, I mean, I, they they kind of like the way I'm playing, so I better show up and hopefully, you know, I can, I can you know, 
play for them. But back then, they already had like 10 dudes. Kyle, Kyle left that year that I came in the end of that season uh, for Ironman, but they, they never expected that to happen. So in the end, it kind of worked out where I, you know, he went away and then I, I slipped in. It, it wasn't supposed <laughs> to go that it, way, but it's just know. like the same thing we were talking about in the beginning, right? How many other things happen? Yeah. How many it's, I always think about this almost daily. I think about it all the time is like, in order for you to have a normal day, everything else has to happen the way that it does. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for, cause I always think about like, um, I, I always have way too many things and I'm thinking about all the time <laughs> at the same time. But yeah. it's like, you think about, you know, it, when, when people say that it's, Oh, this is unlucky or this happens or this, or even look at paintball in general. I mean, we're, we're playing on a field where there's thousands of paintballs being shot. Like what are the chances that you're actually going to get shot? I think, I think they're pretty high just with how much pain is in the air. I mean, granted there's, you know, depending on how many guys are shooting a certain lane or doing this, but it's just like, yeah. there's, there's usually you have at least four guys shooting downfield at the same time. And if you're a front guy, they're normally aiming for you. So it's, you know, it's, there's just so many things happening and you, you look at it yeah. of like just driving somewhere. Think about like the shitty day that people are having to where, or they're looking at their phones or they're not paying attention. And just that one certain thing that happens, it's like, like, it's just, there's so many things. And I look back even on my career and I was talking to Quinn about this too earlier today. It's like <clears throat> just the journey of how it happened of going from D2 and then playing pro. It's like, man, imagine if I just got sick and I didn't go to that event where they noticed me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like just these random things that could have happened or these things that just could have happened. Um, how much it changes your future and not even things that necessarily happen to you but things that might you you might be involved in but other people's lives are kind of moving around that so you you're kind of it's like everybody is their own universe and they bump into each other every now and then and it's just like you're kind of you're your own universe but everybody's in space i know it's kind of far out to think about but it's just like it's it's insane because we all we all have this like small touch of that we put on everybody else's life in a way. And I think that's why it's so important to have a good impact on people and to be a good person and to be uh, respectful. And all this, I mean, there's always a time and place for any emotion, for any uh, action. There's, there's a time and a place for everything. But if you can just be a generally good person, have good interactions with people, I feel like the universe kind of gives back to you in that way. You know what I mean? And I feel like, because imagine if you were a shitty person, but you were still trying to get on Dynasty, do you really think that that would ever happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just sure. like, no, yeah. you have to, you have to, and, and especially in a thing like that, you know, like I'm pretty sure that they have their, their rules on who they pick, not only because I'm, I'm betting that there are plenty of great players out there that will never make a team like Dynasty just because of their attitude, you know? Mm -hmm. So in a sense, I think, think that that's exactly how I like to be and how everybody should be. Like if you're usually giving positive vibes to, to the universe and being, you know, normally a good person to everybody that that surround you, you'll probably get that back in the same in the same manner. You know, mm -hmm. like you're 
the opposite and always, you know, being neg negative, uh, bad things are going to happen to you for sure. So like you said, everything in the universe happens for a reason. And you are sometimes you don't even know or you don't even see it. But when when you are able to lay back a little bit and see the bigger picture, then you can see all the things that are happening around you and 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 how a smile can go a long way and how, you know, look and how you can somebody some sometimes touch a person just by helping them somehow or, you know, so yeah. I agree with what you're saying. <clears throat> yeah. Or it's even at paintball tournaments. It's like, how many times do we see each other at paintball tournaments? And we're, we, I still say hi. Like, even if I've seen a, a person five different times already, I'll still make eye contact with them and sure. high five them or, or whatever, dude, or a hug. Yeah. Like it, it just, it, I mean, I'm not doing it because I, you don't know when the last time is going to be. Um, but it's just because like just enjoying life in general and enjoying the moment that's happening and the thing that's happening to everybody simultaneously, yeah. you know, and we're all collectively enjoying this thing, you know, which is paintball world cup, these moments and everything. And <clears throat> excuse me. And it's just, um, it's just great. And I'm not saying that you have like, you have to just be a nice person. It's going to, it's going to go a long way. Like there's been a times where I've had to like, step into a position of where like you have a fork in the road, you have to make a choice, like let this friend go or like tell somebody off because it's just bad mojo or whatever it is. But sure. as I feel like as long as you're true to yourself and you're, you, you have a good mixture of, of a reality, a grip on reality, but then you also have this good portion of ambition to, uh, for whatever it is that you want to do. I think you have to have a good mix of that because I think just being a complete realist or being completely naive is 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 not great. You have to have a good mix no, of both. Completely. Being being naive completely will also get you in trouble or being too good will also get you in trouble. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to have that balance and into knowing when to say no and and you know but yeah. people will take it, take advantage of you if you are always good and that's that's a problem but you know like you said sometimes you have to learn or you have to be a bad guy but like if more often than not you're you're doing good things good things are going to come your way I, yeah. that's that's how i believe in in talking about your subject about like paintball it is crazy how paintball works. Honestly, if you think about it, if you see a game, if you see a point, sometimes you see a point. And it's like, oh damn, I could have done this, I could have done that, because you're seeing the bigger picture, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and the, like, or you see something in slow mo, and you see paint. A guy goes like one ball over here, and then another ball over here, and then he doesn't get hit. He goes a little bit down the other ball, and then he shoots the guy. And he goes in, and not one of all the other paintballs hit him. You're like, yeah. that's crazy. And, and then you see it in real time. It's like super fast. It's just, it's just crazy. Yep. And you're like, how? How did that happen? How did you, he went through that? You know, but, you know, that's exactly how it goes. If you are one inch more fa faster than you, you weren't supposed to, that painful would hit you or the other way around. So mm -hmm. painful is, is, is that wonderful in that way. You know, like it just changes and it, the, the opportunities are there, but it's hard to understand when to take them. And it's so easy to get shot by all these paintballs that are flying around you, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And you have all these monsters that are just making all these, you know, minute, you know, millisecond decisions 
on the paintball, especially at the high level, <clears throat> they're making these you know millisecond decisions that are determining an outcome of a game or determining like the uh, the flow of a match, and you're trying to also do that all at the same time. And then also, I think with paintball too, like you get a trained eye because I feel like in paintball, you know, you're you're shooting 300 feet per second, but it's like when you're playing, it's like I feel like the paintballs are moving slower. I'm not saying it's like slow motion, but I feel like you your eye can kind of track stuff. It's like being a front guy, especially. I don't want to be. I don't want to say especially because I I've never really played back back like or a number two like for very a long period of time. But at least for a front guy, I feel like it's it's very much a necessity to be able to time lanes or or gauge uh, gauge lane heights or be able just like multitask while you're yes. up there because you have to navigate things that are so close to you and sounds and you're listening for a guy's gun if he's shooting one way or another and it's like there's so much to it and. Uh, that's the Sometimes fun spot, we don't even we don't even think about it like yeah. we just do you know like sometimes i don't know when when the more tournaments go by and i see a, see something happening i mm -hmm. kind of try to remember exactly how it went down and i can't i'm like wait how does this exactly happen? i kind of remember but then you see and it's like how did i think about it how i don't remember shooting at this guy before i moved and then you see the video and you're, you you make those decisions because you saw something and you you had it like super fast you know and and that's exactly how it goes you kind of like black out sometimes when you're like in the moment and just do what you're trained like you said you have a trained eye on what to do and this is why i think paintball is so experience based right because mm -hmm. there are so many good players in the in the divisional fields that but I think in order for them to get so good, they have to be been there so many times so that they know the outcomes of the situations, yeah. you know. And and that's why you know Ryan Greenspan, Marcelo, all this 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 great players, um, been there a hundred times or a thousand times where they know exactly what's going to happen if this then that, right? Yep. And for, for you to do that, then you have to train your mind into what's the best outcome of this exact situation, which happened, you know, thousand times. And from those thousand times, this outcome was the best one if I do this. Because you can probably get positive outcomes on that same situation, but they already know which ones are the best, right? Yeah. And I think that's the big difference on, on the best players and, and the younger ones, which, you know, they, they might be as fast, they might be as good and stuff, but the mind, you can't, you can't, teach that you have to be there hundreds of times to actually learn you yeah. know what to do yeah and i that's that's what's cool about this too this sport yeah definitely well look at um look at marcelo's move in the finals and in, in that one on two well it was a it was a three on two I, I think it was a three on two but um but where he retreated back i mean he could have yeah. stayed Talk he could have stayed yeah but it's like it's like something clicked in his head right away well there's there's two things that happened right there's there's the thing that clicked in his head and then the decision to do that thing the reaction exactly because he it could have because as a paintball player you you constantly have these things going by your head should you do this should you do that this is happening collecting information you know there's, yes. there's so many things that are happening and for him to to assess 
and then decide so quickly that to do that, you could you could see it in just in in the final moments of that point of where he made the decision. Yeah, shot the guy coming down the snake side who was in the wide open for whatever reason, and then also just looked over and was like, "Oh, hey, that guy's in the wide open too." Boom, 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 <laughs> and then the and then. That's it because they weren't ready for it because yeah. instinctually Marcelo just saw the move and decided to do it. And it's like, yeah, I mean, how many times has he been in that situation before where it's like, hey, man, this is this is the better spot back here. They got to come get you. Also, hopefully nobody sees you and you do exactly what just happens and you shoot them yeah, just crazy. walking down the field. Yeah, yeah. 100 percent. And it, it's exactly how it went down. Like he he actually told us, you know, his, his reaction, how it went down because he said, Hey, we need to go bunker this guy. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah." And when I moved to the next bunker, I saw Trevor move from the back center to the, to the can on the Dorito Mm -hmm. side. And we, we, you know, we locked eyes and I was like, fuck. So I'm not going to go that way because I don't know if he's going to go into the can and wait for, for a move or protect Mm -hmm. his guy because he just saw me. So for some reason, which I, wouldn't have done if I wouldn't see him talking about decisions. I, I checked the, the outside where Matt was looking. He saw my shadow, which I never thought of it after after the point. I was like, for sure, what a dumb, you know, like yeah. I moved to the bunker. That's, you know, 10 feet in front of him. And he sees a guy just pull up and, oh, he's coming, right? So he shoots me and then Mar- we had a body advantage. Marcel sees that. He, we lose Archie, Ryan and, and Trevor, I think. or Trade in the middle. Yeah. Or Marcelo was like, oh, there's not enough time. They're going to get me. I can't hold them from here. So he instinctively, like you said, said in his mind, I need to go back. So mm-hmm. first he thought of it, and then he decided to go as, you know, because sometimes, like you said, oh, I want to do this, but you don't do it because you're like, no, 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 I better say Whatever reason, yep. he actually decided to come back. For some reason, Matt went and, and tried to bunker him or look for him somewhere in the open where he was just like he put some balls and then he just came into his lane and then found the other uh, Tyler that was walking, basically thought that he was, you know, and then he was like, oh, there you go, too. Crazy, dude. Everybody. And then just like I was I was walking out the field with my head down, like thinking, fuck, like like I couldn't believe because I just got shot and I mm-hmm. saw impact players running down the field and saw dynasty players coming out i'm like like we need to win what's going to happen and then i'm looking i'm looking and then i see that marcel people dying marcel <laughs> like this i'm like yeah oh, we just we just did we just did and then just, no it was just the best the best moment you know like and then we just needed to hold them for 17 seconds that was that was it you know yeah. but yeah that's it's it's how fast it is right we we both both teams made mistakes on how to close that point we yep. went too fast and then they instinctually said, we need to win it here. And they, they came back too fast. And Marcel mm-hmm. was able to pick up on those bodies and, and stay there for the, for the you know, for, for to hang it. So Yeah, I mean, I, as, much, as much joy as I had for you guys winning that, I had just as much, um, I mean, I don't want to say frustration. but and, and I also don't want to say disappointment. But at the same time, it was. Because I feel like th- those are experienced enough guys to be able to close out a point like that. But yeah. it's like the feeling of knowing that it would just kind of slip through your fingers, you know? And I just, I man, it's, it, it's got to be heart-wrenching to, to have something like that happen, and the, especially the way that it did. Yeah, 100%. 
And it, it came down to that point, but if 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 you see the whole the whole match, you can see where everybody like we did a, a point where we were off on bodies and we we gave it back, and so they they win that point. The first point we like same thing. The the reason we lost that point is we we made mistakes and we tried stuff that we that weren't that weren't tried before, at least by me or by the team, and we ended up losing other points that probably shouldn't have happened, right? Mm-hmm. In the end, I think both teams, you know, made mistakes in, in in the in the wrong time, and ended up being in that close situation where it came down to that two minute point. You know, yeah. So. I always I always say paintball is like you're one paintball away from being a, a hero, and you're sure. also one paintball away from being an idiot because it's <laughs> like if you look at it, I've I've the way I've kind of ran my career, I guess in a way, um, no pun intended. But it's always <laughs> like you you make these decisions and these moves or these run throughs based on you know prior belief in yourself and situations, and <clears throat> if you make the move, great dude, awesome move, beautiful move. If you make the move, you shoot a few guys, you know whatever. But if you make that same move and you get shot two feet off of your spot. It's a terrible move. What were you thinking? What is going on? You know what I mean? And it's that's the whole thing of paintball, man. The very the variabilities of what could happen. Um, you you could one minute, but it's the it's the trust in yourself to be able to take the risk and 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 have enough trust and belief in yourself that could also correlate to the players on your team having trust in yourself. Like you coming into the back into the pits and going. Man, I, I saw it, and the guy just happened to look out and throw a ball and and, and hit me. You know what I mean? But for them yeah. to come in and go, okay, all right, just let's let's focus on the next one. You know what I mean? And be able to throw you back out there. And for you to have the uh, amnesia to forget about that one, yes. and not, for, not forget it in a way of like, oh, it didn't work, but knowing that you saw something and something was there and, and the ability to go back out. And, and don't make the same mistake. Exactly. Don't make that same mistake. Maybe check something off that you didn't check off before or, you know, have a little bit more a sense of of the situation or the point or whatever. So, yeah, there's just. uh, But, yeah, I mean, that last event, it was it was really cool to see, especially even because I was in the I wasn't there for the finals, but I watched the I watched it later on. But even the um the match between you guys and Tauntauns. I was in the pits for those. Well, I was running back and forth between your guys' pits and the Tauntauns pits, uh, okay. snapping pictures. It was just the vibe, I mean, was was so cool to see. And, and they were so close, too. And uh, to, I mean, not to so close. They, they had a great run in that tournament. And, sure. And, really, and that was a really, really good match between you guys. Hundred percent. That was probably the hardest match that we, or, or at least in my opinion, on that Sunday. Like I, I struggled Sunday. Like, like I got shot in ways that I wasn't shot in practices or the rest of the tournament. Yeah. So it was tougher. You know, it was it was different and it was harder. And that that match against them, the way they were playing the field matched up in a in not a proper way against us because the way they were they were hard on the snake and we weren't very aggressive on the snake side in in some of the points 
when when they were able to go wide on us or go to that uh, god bunker, the bunker before that's that snake, and had their tree bodies on the on the snake side fighting against me and and Archie, it was it, it became hard, you know, for us. If we couldn't control it, it became where we were we were winning two with one point uh, three two, I think, with two minutes or something like that. In that point specifically, we made this play to hold and shoot them off the break, which we didn't. And they came to the snake fast and like probably 30 seconds, they were already there. Where the position that I was playing, once they weren't in the snake, I didn't have nowhere to go. I was gonna die eventually. So I basically went to the to the little uh, juice box that was in front of it. And it was the, the worst the worst point ever because you're just waiting, really. Yeah. You, you can't help your team. You can't actually try to do something because you're gonna get shot by the snake popping up from somewhere. Yep. So you're just waiting for him to actually come your your to your side and hopefully you put a ball on him and you just not you're, you're one less player in the team. I remember that point being the longest and I was like please somebody shoot somebody cuz you know <laughs> it, I I it was it was a bad a bad uh point for us and they played great honestly. They were they yeah. were they played to their strength, I think. You know, they they were good on that side and that's how they wanted to play it and you know, every time they went further than the that that little Aztec, I was able to shoot them. But every time they went there, I'm not very tall, as you can see. So it was really hard for me to actually shoot them on the ground after that little can. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it it was it was great for us to to win. I think it was more of we knew we wanted a we wanted it more a little bit. They obviously wanted you know wanted to win. Everybody does. And um, I don't know. It came it came down to that to that last point. But um, my hat off to them. They really played with some heart, and they they played really good. You know, it was just, yeah. you know. I mean, you, you couldn't ask for better games on Sunday. Sure. Uh, that, that was It was just filled. And not only just games, but the stands being filled, the atmosphere. Dude, imagine. I mean, right now it's cool because it's it's kind of magical with World Cup and how packed it is and everything. But imagine having that feeling. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. I've had a tickle in my throat all <laughs> week, dude, and it's like annoying because every time I talk, it just creeps up. But um, imagine having that feeling of like a finals match at World Cup, but having that feeling in a finals match or a Sunday in general at every single tournament. Like, not saying that all the other tournaments suck or whatever, but just yeah. how cool the atmosphere and the vibes are at world cup with just the amount of people that are there and that are watching if we could have that at every event dude that would be so awesome yeah i mean it's it's a different animal honestly it's a different animal it just it's it's even hard to see or hear your teammates with all the people that are yelling and screaming yeah. and it's it it to see what's happening really on the field it takes a little bit more of what you actually have right it just for me it was it was my first uh, not my first finals on the field because I played in the finals before and but being point after point after point it was my first ones and I don't remember being so loud I it was it was hard for me to actually I every time the the crowd yell I was like what's happening what's You're happening looking Where, to see if a body was dropping off or like who's what's oh, shit <laughs> did, did he shoot somebody did he drunk somebody somebody yep. else coming with them it was just like that so there was one point where he went in front of me but he never did that the whole tournament and you know I'm in that tower with that little uh, uh, thing in front of me, and I see a head pop up, 
just in front of it, like in, in the middle of nowhere. I was just, like you said, milliseconds is shooting him in the back of the head in the finals, <laughs> in the first point. I'm like, I can't see. The sun is in my face. Um, yeah. No, it was. And then I was like, that's it's, it has to be Ryan. And then I just I didn't shoot. But then I was like, fuck. And actually, instantly after that, I just moved out of there. I was like, no, I can't play this. You want to risk it. I'm going to shoot him. Yeah, I'm going to shoot him. Yeah. So I went, I, I moved and it just happened. But that was so close to shooting him. It was that that hard, actually. And then he went to their side, never saw him. It was just so loud. Yeah, It was just crazy. It's it's crazy. The finals and World Cup and the stands and everything, it's different for sure. Yeah, yeah that's it's it's so awesome. I mean, the, the atmosphere and everything is it, not many will be able to experience World Cup the way that you guys do. Um, not only because you're winning, but just finals in general and just the uh, it's it's just electric, man. It, 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 you, you can't you can't really put words to it. It's such a feeling being there and, and, and winning on top of that. I, yeah, I mean, you, you can't ask for, for nothing else to be on that Sunday on that day. Um, having the, the thought, because once you win, oh yeah, yeah. We, we knew we were going to win, you know, all that before you win, if, when you wake up on that Sunday, you really have to believe that you're going to win and you have to prepare your, not not only your body but your mind on what's going to happen that day and you have to mm -hmm. embrace it and you have to take advantage of it and you have to be present on that day because there's not going to be another day the whole year other than that day that you have to win in world cup so yeah like you said having that experience on that day being with 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 your team and the huddles and the memories and the belief and you know the struggles and the fight and everything that comes with being on there on a Sunday and winning. Oh yeah, it's probably something that most people will never feel. But being able to feel it at least once in your lifetime for me, it's it's a blessing. I can say now that I just, I I just the problem is is it's addictive. I want to I want to I want more Sundays. I want to play more. <laughs> you know I I want to keep on grinding. I want to keep competing. And it's it's. You know, it's tough. You have you have to wait, but that's yeah. why it's so magical, right? Because mm -hmm. it's just it's just that one time, and you have to take advantage of it. Because if you don't, if you you don't have another opportunity until next year. So yeah, you know, if you're gonna have another World Cup, if you're gonna be there, you know, so take advantage of that day while you're there, and you know, enjoy. Yeah, and as Maddie Marshall says, you're only as good as your last tournament. Mm -hmm. Yeah, never heard of that before. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, okay. you're only as good as the last tournament that you played. So it's. Oh, okay. I think I'm saying that right. I'll have to ask well, you. it makes sense if because that's probably the, the the last time everybody will remember you at as you played, or is that what it means? Probably. Yeah, I I, I'm but, thinking more like it's you know, all your efforts that you put into uh, playing and everything like that, whether you got first, second, or third it's that's what it all came down to was that and then between that tournament and the next tournament that's all people are going to focus on is who won who got second i mean i don't know who asked who got second i know who won unless you don't yeah. know who won but uh <clears throat> but yeah it's like uh you know you're only as good as your last tournament but i i think having a team like dynasty um, 
or being on a team like Dynasty and being the player that you are, I think it, it says a lot at your playing ability, your character, and and where you are with uh, with the team, with them putting you out there and giving you spins and everything at 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 your character and your play style and your abilities. And I think it's I think it's awesome to see you out there doing what you do, um, getting better constantly and being humble and being just a killer with dude that how nasty was that snapshot video on keith brown dude i bet he i, I bet he doesn't like that too much because it, it was like it was pretty nasty dude yeah i mean i just closed my eyes i just <laughs> my eyes i hope i hit him you I do that too that. that's awesome yeah oh you do that too <laughs> i do oh. most of the time i have my eyes closed on the field Oh, okay. Oh man, I thought I was the only guy. No. Yeah. It's a big secret, I mean, dude. <laughs> it it works. You can yeah. see it. It works. No, I love Keith. And you know, it was he was in a bad spot where he was. He was too far away from his teammates. And that's a weapon that I've, you know, uh, you know, sharpened throughout my years. And it's it's a way that it, it's a tool, basically. And it, it just happened to be in the perfect moment for me in the perfect time where I knew that I had that as a weapon to use it and it just worked out and you know i love the the way the sound of the of the crowd does when you shoot a guy especially in that manner in that game mm -hmm. it was just great for me as you know to hear that it, it just it was just like wow that was cool you know and then and then what's what was cool is that people were able to to you know uh have it on video and then people loved it and i was like oh mm -hmm. well amazing thanks you know it, <laughs> my job over here but yeah i mean i i love the the way that people reacted to it and i'm really thankful for everybody that's giving me love for that it's just it's just you know it's it's just a snapshot but in the end of the day it's i'm just appreciated of appreciative of um the love you know like people telling you this or that or or even you know which which is which i think it's cool is it, it went a little bit viral and people that don't play paintball are like looking at paintball just because of any random video which is cool Mm -hmm. I think, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's exciting. And to be a little cheesy too, it's just a little snapshot in time of like when you're on the field because it it's like it's one of those things where it happens and then you move on to the next thing, right? You you don't dwell on it. What's cool is that it's on video and you can dwell on it now and look at it and go, "Man, that was cool. That was a, that was a cool little shot." You know what I mean? Because in the moment, it's like you're just <coughs> excuse me, you're just worried about making the shot and then once yes. you make the shot it's like okay move on on to the next thing you know it's like but it but it's cool to be able to look back on it especially from a different perspective of the you know, perspective of the camera guy uh yeah. and be able to look at it and go man that's sweet you know what I, I looked at it and it's very it's very old school russian legion-esque if that makes any sense like just the way that you the way that you snap shoot where you lean you don't yes. necessarily like slide. Oh, you lean. Yeah. I was like, that's that's pretty fucking nasty. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's the way I love to do it, just because of the way it works for some reason. And I don't know exactly where I where I took that technique that I started to do it way back. I remember having videos of myself practicing that for mm -hmm. forever and ever, and teaching it that way, you know, because I thought it was a fast way to shoot people when you're really close and that's kind of like how I, how I did it. And, um, 
and it's it's perfected in a way that I can replicate it in a in a fast uh, you know moment like that you know so yeah. it's not for every moment but when you need it when you need it it can work you know sometimes yeah. it doesn't, but you know it just happened to work that time, which well cool. and I've because I've tried that technique before with the, like yeah. the rollout but mm -hmm. my my whole thing is like I have to stay level like I can't like when I whenever I snap shoot I have to, my my core and everything has to has to come out and I my my view my plane of view has to be has to be level the whole time but if i lean okay. out i might i feel like my whole equilibrium's off if i'm yeah. if i lean uh, it, yeah it, it takes practice to do any kind of style however you're going to do it 100 and and i've changed it during the years i remember you know, I saw pictures of me playing back in the day. It's completely different. Like you had your tank more in the center. And then the way I, people ask me like, Hey, how do, how do I do this? So I started like to teach other people where I'm learning myself like, Oh, okay, well, this is, you know, this is better. If you put your tank over here, then he can't see you. And this is it whatever. Right. So that's how I, I, I developed a way to do it where, and the best part is not only how to do it, but how, to teach somebody when it's doing it wrong, right? Like you're saying, like I've been doing it, but for some reason I can't because I'm doing it. You know, I'm I can because of the level. So when I when I see somebody trying it or doing it here and somebody that I teach or something for some reason, I kind of know what they're doing wrong. So it mm -hmm. it has to be in a certain way that you know if you do it wrong, if you if you move this hand a little bit like outside your barrel. Actually, the first snap that I did was. Um, I, I missed. Yeah. I was trying to figure out where that paint went because <laughs> well, because I wanted to see if if I miss high low to the right. And normally the the biggest problem is that with your four with the hand that's in in front, norm, normally you move it like that. You move it outside so the barrel will go outside. So when you roll out and you move it a little bit outside, your barrel rolls but it goes to the side, right? right? what you want to do is you you don't want to push with this hand you just want to roll with the, with your barrel so whenever you're we're pointing at something the gun it's it's in a weird way like your hands kind of like this so when you roll like this if you're if you're pointing at this same thing and when you roll it the, it's still going to be pointing at that thing right. whenever i'm doing clinics i'm like teaching somebody i'm like hey look at this so i put my barrel let's say pointing at a, a at a target over there with a bunker in the way and then I just roll the gun, shoot without actually looking, and then the gun shoots the thing. And people are like, "Wow!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I just I don't know what it is, but physics, man. You know, like just yeah. do it like this, and then you just put a little bit of head it, yep. and it kind of works." And people are like, "Oh shit, okay, cool." But that doesn't mean that you have to always do it that way, you know. Like I've always told people, like if you shoot from the hip, and this is how you shoot that same target every time, fast enough where they can't shoot you, do it that way, right? So yeah. like like said my way is this way because that's how i shoot that thing so everybody has a style of, of playing and that's you have to go with what works for you I, that's what i think yeah i mean yeah it's that's the biggest thing especially if it's effective if it's if whatever you're doing is effective and it's working yeah. it's working for you then yeah then do it i have no quarrels about it it's yeah. uh <clears throat> but if you're doing something because you think it looks cool and it's not working you should probably try and change that up to where you're a little yes. bit more efficient completely it has yeah. to work for you. whatever you do it has to work for you and sometimes you when you do something if there's a way that you can 
tell somebody why you do it that way and they get it and they can do it and replicate it, that's perfect. But mm -hmm. if they can't, then they have to do it their own way, right? You yeah. just have to, whenever I teach somebody something, I'm like, okay, this is how I do it. This is how I kneel down because of this or because of that, because I think that, you know, whatever, whatever the reason is. Yeah. And they won't be able to see, oh, okay. You just don't say this is the way and this is how you have to do it because probably they will be like, okay, but why? If you don't, if you can't tell them why, you just you just learn it that way they probably will do it however they want right you have mm -hmm. to kind of know why it's it's better or not better to do certain things in the field yeah i mean some people think they know everything and they want to be d3 forever that's it i'm i'm not going to argue with you I, if, no if you totally. you learn every day from everybody you know you can see mm -hmm. I, i'm i'm learning so much right now i'm like even when I'm not playing, I'm just, you know, like a sponge, like looking at what they're looking and seeing what they're seeing and, you know, trying to understand the, the game. And I think that actually not playing for, for the last, not playing as much and being able to, when, when I'm not playing, watch all these players and, you know, I'm learning, just always learning from, from watching uh, players, you know, get their their gears in their heads, how they're, how they're moving. And you're like, Oh, okay. I see what he's thinking, you know? And that's, that's what sometimes you get to be in their shoes for that point And you learn a little bit of their experience points, you know, steal some of those, you know, from, um, from them. So, Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's watching with intent. Right. And then also what I always like to do too, is sometimes when a guy makes a good move or something like that happens, I'll always like, whenever he's not busy, I'll like pull him aside and he'd be like, Hey, mm. what was, what was going through your head? You know, did you make this decision because of this or this? And then I'll get his full take on it. I'll try to do it. Like if I'm watching a match or something, I'll try and do it relatively, uh, soon after the match. So it's still kind of fresh. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I'll always try and ask the question. I will always try and ask the question because I, I'll, I can assume what was going through his head. But until I hear it from his or yeah. her mouth, um, I, I like to always ask the question just to just have to you know. ever had this exact question and somebody answers with, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just did it. Like sometimes they actually <laughs> know and they just did it and it worked. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, there's some people where it's like, I did. I just saw it open. I just saw an opening and yeah. it just it just happened. And, you know, I mean, that. For the most part, I mean, that's kind of what it is. If you, if a guy does, does a run through, it's kind of just an opening that you see and you listen to yourself. It's the same. It's a, kind of the same aesthetic that we were talking about, about Marcelo recognizing that situation to retreat and agreeing with himself and making the decision to move back. It's like recognizing the situation, assessing it, and then agreeing with your gut that you should go and deciding to go. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it's, it's kind of one of those things, but then some people are like, yeah, I actually, you know, I was, I noticed that this guy was doing this and this guy was doing this and I thought about this. So some people go in depth on it and some people are like, I don't know. It was just there. <laughs> it's like, all right, all right that's cool, cool too. That's cool to know that, you know, it, that it's a great idea to actually go with people and ask them because you'll, you'll learn so much from hearing what their process was. Right. Yeah. That sometimes you will be like, oh, I didn't thought of that. And then you'll learn. So everybody that's listening, you know, you can probably go to whoever, pro or not pro, and ask them what they, you know, they were thinking. And then you can learn from that. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm in the same boat, man. I'm, I'm never, 
<laughs> I'm never above learning. I, I'm never, especially from my peers, especially from um, from players, you know, younger than myself, players uh, older than myself. I'm never above learning or the ability to get better. I'm, I'm always open for all that kind of stuff. And um, I feel like if you want to progress as a person or a player in general, I feel like you always have to have that door open. Yeah, 100%. If there's no learning for somebody that wants to close that door, right? Like if they don't want to listen, they they'll they won't learn. So yeah. it's a it's a good thing to be stubborn sometimes, but it's also great to be able to, you know, accept criticism and 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 learn and take what you know what they're trying to give you. Especially like you said, when somebody when when somebody's you know have more experience and you can you can probably listen to them and learn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Art, man, I appreciate it so much, dude. Thank you so much for taking time and, and coming no, on the nice. show. I appreciate it. Love it. Thanks for inviting me. I just want to say thanks to everybody that supports the team, supports me. I want to say thanks to the team to actually, you know, inviting me all those years back. Now that I'm thinking about it, everybody that took part into my growth as a person or as a player, everybody that's, you know, been there for me. And, um, yeah, the supporters, the fans will come back next year. Thanks, Carl. Yeah, absolutely, man. Where can people find you, or if they have any questions, uh, where can they where can they contact you? At? Sure, they can uh, look me up in Instagram as Arturo Andrade thirteen, I think, and um, in my Facebook, same thing. And they can also look up the MXL, the Mexican Expo League. I'm the kind of like the president of that league. If they send a message there, I'll see it, and then you can come play Mexico. Uh, we're having this next uh, event in Puerto Vallarta next weekend, uh, two and three. Oh. There you go. This is this is my um, Instagram. Somebody handed over there here. Is. Yeah, easy. <laughs> easy. We have we have everything over here, and yeah. So hopefully, you know, you can check it out. Uh, MXL Puerto Vallarta, uh, December two and three. We're gonna have those webcasts, so you can see how it's gonna go down, and um, that's how you can reach out and don't be afraid of sending a message. I'll I'll try to answer everything because you know we're good people. Awesome. I gotta come down to Mexico sometime, man. That would be yeah, that'd be could. such a treat. You you have to wait until you're like D one if you stop playing D two. I'm totally D one already. I'm oh, already D one. Oh man, you're missing out then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can play with everybody over here. That's cool. All right. Well let we'll me know. Whenever you want, yes, we'll 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 bring it down. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, brother, and good luck. Thank you for your time and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sure. Yeah, hopefully. Have a great holiday. You too, brother. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Art, thank you so much, man. It was a pleasure talking to you, and it was so awesome to hear your story. I had such a good time. Mind blown at everybody's different journeys on how they got to where they're going, where they are. It is is so cool to hear um, so many different paths that are taken, and... It's, it's just amazing. I, I love doing these podcasts, man. It's great. <clears throat> I wish you the best, bud. Another thank you to our sponsors, H2K Paintball. Check them out, h2kpaintball.com. Um, I'm a little biased on this company because I am the owner of the company, but I am an avid player, and all the products I have out there are stuff that I have designed, came up with, co-opted with 
on coming out uh, and inventing with the tank tool and the different things that we have going up there. But like I said, we have 23% off until the end of the month on everything on the site except for the markers. But um, we have a good amount of stock of everything but the tools because V2 will be coming out next year. So keep an eye out, h2kpaintball.com. <coughs> Excuse me. Also, we are sponsored by TheEndlessPaintClub.com. If you have any questions about the product or what it is, check it out, EndlessPaintClub.com. They are giving back to the paintball community $200 a month for the next six months. Only 300 spots available. Try the product out. Let some people know what you think and possibly get in for some money down the road to put into playing more paintball in the long run. I appreciate you all listening. Thank you so much. Please do not text and drive. Keep your eyes on the road and listen to podcasts like this one. And I'll see you again here soon on the Playing On Podcast. Peace.